0: This is KD&K Carbondale, Community Access Radio, Glenwood Springs, Carbondale, the Roaring Fork Valley, and beyond. Support for Geek Speak on kd comes from Louie the Computer Guy, providing PC and Mac repair, networking, support, tutoring, and web design. Secure, informed, and connected, 970-948-7992. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer, in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt McBrayer? Going well.
1: Good. Ooh, spicy. Okay, there we go. I haven't looked at the weather. Is, it, is the weather going to get better tomorrow? No. That's not the answer I'm looking for.
0: Tomorrow's my one day of the year to ski. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the weather must be good. According to my sources, today we have a 60% snow in Carbondale, a 50% tomorrow, 70% Wednesday, mm-hmm. it's a cloudy Thursday, and 60% so really Friday. Good. The snow will be good. Yes, the snow okay. will be good. The light will be flat. All right. We're just going to go with that. So. so, yes. if you're For skiing weather, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you if
1: you were skiing with the Google glasses on. Can you like? Is there a, a low light setting or a flat light setting for those? I don't know. Do they even have those
0: anymore? I don't think the so. Google I think
1: glasses. They... Now are you? Well,
0: there's some. I know there's some augmented reality players, but I don't know if okay. Google is one of them currently.
1: Skiing with aug- augmented reality goggles on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I yeah. I, I just I mean, don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it'd be kind of nice if it could overlay. Uh, you know, distance information mm-hmm. or if it could figure out a way... If you could figure out a way to have it... Like, when the light's flat, if it could superimpose... A, you know, like, if you could when you can see a dip when it's light, I wonder if it could superimpose... Uh-huh. You know, something that accent that hey there's a road here that you're going to be going over and there's going to be uh it's going to lurch oh there you go yeah it could be like a
1: gps it's like you know warning traffic is slow up ahead or something you know it's
0: like yeah well I mean, you, could, like, yes, you could yeah. yeah you could look at the accelerometers of previous ones and go mm-hmm. oh there's something that caused the accelerometer spike go. right here we're going yeah. to tell you of that like a like a flat spot well or i think
1: we need to Okay, we need okay, to we need pull to up in the laboratory and develop this technology. You know, all right. And you could use the same. You use the same technology that Google does. Uh, you know, where it basically maps where their, you know, all their users are and uh, how fast they're going. And uh, right, but we're just looking. You know, we're just
0: looking at accelerometers so we can figure out, you know, if there's a dip or something that uh-huh. you need to be ready for. Yep,
1: yep. I'm down with it. So, hey, uh, give us a call nine six three-2976. The show is called Geek Speak, and um, we mean it. Yes, we all speak geek. Yes, and uh, if you want to weigh in on any of the uh, latest uh, tech controversies, heavens knows there's plenty of those. And um, if you're having trouble with the device, or you're looking at buying a device, um, looking to change mail providers, yep. we're here for you. We can we can get you over the hump. I you know at least we can give you. Some information to help you yep. make
0: those decisions
1: because there's a lot of information out there. Well, there's,
0: so. Yeah, there's so many options for so many different things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's like it's a, it's an
1: ocean. They don't make a computer big enough to download the entire internet.
0: No, as far as I know,
1: you know. So,
0: but you can download Wikipedia on a on a, uh, on a drive. Really? Yeah, you can. There's a, a a system to download all of Wikipedia onto a pen drive, so you can have it. Well, that's for very, offline usage.
1: That's very impressive. The problem is, though, how do you access it from a pen drive? I mean, isn't isn't the isn't the print small? <laughs> Does it have like an LCD display on it? So, yeah. Um, no, it requires a phone or or other device yeah. to access it yeah well uh, prior to the show Matt was talking about uh, uh, talking about the eventuality of the inevitable and um, how do we digitally store or how do we deal with the digital footprint that we leave behind how when do we, we pass on our digital legacy yeah and um, so in other words like all your passwords and all that kind of yep. stuff and, uh, and so with the... is there an online uh, place that you you mentioned
0: something I've, about a safe deposit box. So I I've, I've gone I've gone, compl- I've gone complete I've gone gone completely low tech. Okay. On it. So all right. uh basically I when I so when I'm setting up second factor authentication I use uh, Authy. Okay. And so if they have my backup password for Authy and my pho- and they can have a phone with my, they can get a phone with a with my phone number, mm-hmm. they can go into Authy, type in my uh backup password and get into my t- all my 2FAs. Okay. So and I've set up that on most uh, uh-huh. most of the accounts that allow me to do that. Yeah. Um, what I also do is when I'm setting up two FA, I print out so it'll give you a, a QR code and and, and then a, a code for the actual. Uh huh. It's like a 25 digit. Kind of looks like an old Windows key. Okay. Um. So that QR code and that key, I'll go ahead and print that out, and I put that with all my stuff. So. Okay. Uh, then I have a <clears throat> my the I have a li- I have the program that I used for my password manager say uh, you know listed. I have a little instruction set uh-huh. that says hey you know here's my you know I use Bitwarden here's my password and here's the second factor authentication options for that and there's Got actually it. a uh, if you don't want to go that far you can set up one time passwords so I also mm-hmm. have a list of like one time passwords where you can type in the password one time and then it'll yeah. get you into the in there and you can see mm-hmm. everything cool okay yeah just, just cause in I'm, case because i have a,
1: thinking i need to do all that stuff and, so, and
0: that's all yeah stored at a, in an undisclosed location mm-hmm. yeah i
1: just keep it all in a file on my desktop called my passwords
0: uh-huh do you keep a couple of trojans in there as well <laughs> so yeah. so so when the uh they they go uh may i get into your computer and help you and yeah. you go, oh yeah, here's my password list. Oh, sorry, nuked your computer.
1: <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. So actually,
0: I I did attack one once. I was so I set up a, a user. The guy called, and I stalled set up the user. Let him log in there. Got all the his connectivity credentials. Called the company that he was using for his uh, remote support tool, uh-huh. which was a valid one. And I was like. Okay, so here, this happened at this time. This happened at this time. This guy is not legit. Uh huh. And they're like, "Thank you so very much yes. for for logging this information and yeah. calling us." They were yeah. very happy to to oh, make That's him a have a, make that person have a bad day.
1: Yeah, you're such a good cyber citizen.
0: So. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if you if I figure if I can screw him up for a couple of hours, I might as well. And I mm-hmm. have a few minutes to do so. I might as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have like a, a cyber equivalent of the safe deposit box, or is that pretty much yeah, that's that, your?
0: That's the. I figure that's the keys to the kingdom. As long as they have my password manager, they have, mm-hmm. it's they have, and so they'll be able to get my e- email, get into that, you'll be able to get everything they need to get to.
1: Yeah, got it.
0: And so, uh, yeah,
1: ladies and gentlemen, start. I, I'd recommend you know rather than giving yourself brain damage because I mean you could like probably, I'm thinking about I could probably spend a whole day. Collecting all that stuff, or I could have a journal, you know, at my desk, and just as I go, you know, go for a couple weeks, write down all the passwords for, you know, and and same thing, um, you know, one-time use codes and um, QR codes, things like that. Just kind of collect them as you work, and then spend an afternoon kind of tying it all up into a into a bow, yep. and um, you know, into and then, one document yeah, and that then you can and copy out. Put it in your safe deposit box. Put it in your fire
0: safe, um, you yep. know, yeah. your, you know something yeah. like that. Yeah, so. sisters, brothers, whatever, mm-hmm. whoever whoever makes the most sense to have a, a copy of that. Who's going to be mm-hmm. dealing with the whatever happens after you're gone? Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's, it's a it's a sad subject. We don't like to talk about it, but but it, yeah. it's
0: something that we're reminded of too often. And mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it uh, I've helped people recover. Uh, that information from people who didn't leave that behind and Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's always a uh, always a mess. Yeah I was gonna say that that's that's the one that brings it home because
1: God knows I mean I've helped a bunch of people do that you know when when a loved one passes and uh, then you're like down to um, figuring out how to get into all their stuff and close those accounts and um, you know, stop the auto pay. Download that content. Yeah, exactly. Stop the auto pay. That's always an important one. And um, so, yeah, it's uh, so, yeah, think about what it would be like for the uh, loved ones in your life. If uh, the unthinkable were to happen and um, how it would be and start working towards making their life easier, better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, once again, nine seven zero nine six three two nine seven six is our number. Uh, Louis Girardo and Matt McBrayer here in the studio for Geek Speak. And um, so I wanted to move on. I don't know if this is a funner topic or not, but um, so I've been kind of like remaining blissfully ignorant about TikTok. Okay. So what's your perception of TikTok, Matt? You know,
0: I don't, you know, the only interaction I have with it is uh, deleting it from people's phones. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. That should be something I do more often, but no. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um. You, you know, I, if I I go on forums and the forum will have a, you know, whatever they're t- a, a minute video that's hosted on TikTok and okay, I'll you know watch it two or three times and okay, or you know however many times I need to get the gist of what I'm looking for mm-hmm. and uh, that's about the extent of TikTok. But it seems like there's you know these really short videos that have all kinds of effects on them and and it just. Doesn't seem very useful for my purposes. Yeah. But I know so, it's very popular.
1: So the, uh, let's see, um, the way that they, the way that they describe it is, it is a, uh, it's like a short form version of YouTube. That's a pretty good way to describe it. So um, is there a limit to the size of videos on,
0: on TikTok? Um, I think it's fairly short, but let me, let's see. Yeah, Like a. There, that's what I wanted, right there. I think they're limited to like ninety seconds or something. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna see if I Got can it. confirm Got that. It. Just a second here. So, so
1: um, for those of you who haven't been following the discussion on, you know, in the news, um, TikTok is owned by a Chinese company. Um, what's it called? Uh, bit.
0: Yeah, just I'm gonna have to look that one up too. Bit, right. I'm having
1: other. problems with my context.
0: Uh, bit having, bit, like, bit Dance, or something like that. Yeah, yeah bite dance Byte, something like that yeah yeah, yeah bite dance B y t e d a n c e got it okay but yeah they have close ties to the Chinese government as I understand uh-huh. it and they're they, well, as
1: yeah as we know no business in China is has any secrets from the Chinese government I guess or you know if they do they're in trouble for it um so anything that you could um anything that could be exploited off of your phone or in your TikTok behaviors, could become privy to the Chinese government, I guess. And um, would you care to guess what the n- number one I- country for TikTok downloads is?
0: United States, or,
1: or it's China, India. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. And they're outpacing China almost three to one. Wow. Yeah, they, there's three three times as much TikTok use in, in India. There's in China, and the United States comes in third, and they are just just a smidge behind China, as far as the amount of um, downloads, TikTok downloads. So um, yeah, so uh, basically the um, the dictum has been handed down that uh, TikTok cannot exist on any government phones. Are you are you aware of this? They they just did that. I was gonna say
0: I do the same thing. They'd be like, you know, my clients is like, that's not. Let's not have that on your your devices. Yeah. Not a... Exactly.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing
0: about it is,
1: you know, I have a tendency to go... So, you know, if you think about how many computer users there are out there, I mean, how do you possibly sift through a pile of 50 million TikTok users and decide what data is, I mean where's the good stuff well, well, mean, you just you just throw it in the data lake and then you start looking through it okay it's an 11 year old they like cat videos they watch cat videos for three and a half days straight whoopee <laughs> you know but, i mean so I, i'm sure they have tools for, for for parsing all this data right and figuring out yeah. identifying um behaviors that um, may be of some interest to them yeah but it just i don't know it just blows my mind to think of the sheer amount of data and um, possibilities for digital exploitation
0: um, out there. Yeah, I mean, it, how to? Yeah, you know, I mean, once you have a, enough of a, per, you you can probably predict how they're going to react to a given piece of content or a given ad. Mm-hmm. So you could manipulate them into buying more things. Okay, would be all right. One use, I know. I'm Chinese
1: sure. made things, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, got it. Um, let's see. How much data does TikTok collect? Is the question here. Um, TikTok collects a large amount of data on its on its users, including which videos are watched and commented on, their location, phone model, operating system used, the keystroke rhythms people uh exhibit when they type. That's an interesting one. I never heard those. That's a way, i never I'm, heard those
0: words together in the same sentence before. Well, but we're all going to uniquely type on a on a device. You know, uh-huh. we're, you're going to I'm going to have a different set of rhythms than you do, uh-huh. and that should be identifiable. So that means if somebody is logged off of their, you know, has a let's say it has a burner phone and goes to TikTok, okay, if they have a large enough data set from their previous use as a user, figuring out their uh, typing proclivities okay uh, maybe I'll go oh this is this is Louie even though he's not logged in ah, let's uh, let's send okay. him this ad <laughs> got it or or whatever they're trying to wow do. that is that's
1: pretty fancy it's um I never I would have never thought of trying to like identify somebody's key keystroke rhythms so so I guess it's kind of like you know you got to try to be as non-rhythmic as possible you know um, yeah I, I don't know how that would help, but um, some of the app's data collected has raised eyebrows, including the recent revelation that it was regularly reading
0: the copy and paste clipboards of users. See the How bored can you be? Well, except for you'd have you could have username and passwords on your clipboard. I, oh, there because you, because go I ahead. use I use yeah. a uh, my password manager uses the clipboard to get the since there's no mm-hmm. other great way to get. Uh, get data Mm -hmm. in and out of apps in ios Mm uh you know my password manager puts my passwords on the clipboard yeah i mean it tells it to clear it out after some period of time five Uh or six minutes got Uh, it but you know my my passwords are on my clipboard on my phone more often than than you would think yeah well and
1: so and sorry to burst your bubble now but um, this was also found to be the case for dozens of other apps Uh uh-huh including reddit LinkedIn, the New York Times, and the BBC News app, which ironically enough, I'm reading this story on the BBC News website. <laughs> so I've already been identified, I'm sure. Yes. You know, so they're um, they're on to so. you. Anyway, uh, let's see. So the uh, <clears throat> much of TikTok's data collection is comparable to other data-hungry social networks such as Facebook. Um, however, the UK's Information Commissioner's Office, a privacy watchdog, is currently investigating the app. And um, I know a number of corporations have uh, basically issued a dictum that they have to, they can't have it on their phones as well. Um, The next question is, could China use TikTok to spy on people? Uh, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has alleged that TikTok users, um, oh, this is old, right? Because he's not our Secretary of State anymore. uh, has alleged TikTok users are at risk of their data ending up in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. So, um, so I suppose you could like put out a bunch of false flag information and you know really have some fun. Uh huh. But
0: would um, be interesting to just do some uh, some honeypot testing. So, okay, what is a honeypot? Okay, so other than the obvious. Uh, so yeah. in this case, you'd set up a a, a fake. Domain something that looks important, okay, or subdomain or something. All right. so maybe yeah. like secure dot rfhd dot com. Right. Okay. So then you, you know, f- try to get them. You give them a username and password. You know, through the through means that you are reasonably certain they're able to to use. Okay. And then if anybody logs into the honeypot with that credential, you're like, okay, I know how that happened oh okay so you're using it as a uh as a like a detective tool to figure out
1: so how did the people get the username and password well say you had tiktok
0: on your phone and you copied and pasted pasted the ah okay all right the the credentials Mm -hmm. you know from your password manager into the you know safari or something okay all right and see if that was able to be grabbed all right and see if those credentials get used i mean you Mm -hmm. can kind of do the same you can so like, if you do a catch, so if, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but basically use one of my domains for all my email work mm-hmm. where I'm going to some shady website to, that requires me to log in and just be like, you know, uh, you know shady domain at, at one of my com, and then see if I start, see which ones I start getting spam from. Okay. So different. All right. Same idea of diff- different I implementation.
1: I just came across that term the other day and I'm just like... What exactly does that mean? You know, I, I could, you know, kind of fantasize there, or you know, think about what it mm-hmm. might possibly mean. You know, the you know, oh in the honeypot the tech context. Yeah, the term yeah. honeypot, yeah. yeah,
0: or you could do a thing where you put out a put in a put a honey pot, and anyone who attempts to log in into that goes into your firewall, gets marked in your firewall rules as you're not allowed to connect to any of my equipment ever again. Got it. Or for a year, or you know, okay. whatever. So you could. Yeah. Build a list of mm-hmm. of people that are attempting to do nefarious things on the internet and... Got it. And build that list out and mm-hmm. not let them connect to any of your clients yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. So.
1: so what do you think? What do you think the biggest single security risk is at this moment in time, Matt, out there on the internet?
0: Oh, man. You don't have to go with bad passwords still. Yeah. I think um, we have... 20 years well let's see i I have to do the exact math but at this we had a period of time from the late 90s uh through to the late 20 teens where uh the nist official password policy uh was terrible yeah so basically the recommendation for the for a nearly 20 year period of time was okay let's do uh you know they want you to you know be eight characters uh Special you know, special characters, numbers, uppercase. Mm-hmm. So they have all these crazy rules about what you have to do for your password, uh-huh. and so pe- we've we spent that whole period of time training people to s- create these passwords that are h- difficult for us to remember, have low entropy because we use common substitutions. So like you know you do seven for a or four for a and, yep. and zero for, o. for letter a. You know. Yeah, yeah. So we do you have common substitutions. Uh, there's actually an Xf- uh, XFCE. Uh, if you look up XFCE Password Strength, there's a comic about it that goes into exquisite detail as to why this was a terrible thing. Okay. Um, so I think we're still paying for that because people are like, oh, I need to do, you know, trombone and replace the O or troubadour with, you know, trace the, re- replace the O with this at an exclamation point. Uh, it's just, nor- you know, things that are done over and over and over again for passwords. Uh huh. Um, and where. Uh, you know, you're starting to see more and more companies allow you to do a passphrase. Mm-hmm. So they would prefer that you have a string of words as opposed to a, yep. a, a string of characters. I wonder where they heard that first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, diceware has been around a long time. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. So, so that's yeah. my uh, choice of how to generate a, a password that mm-hmm. I have to remember is, is uh diceware or, you know, using a dice to generate a, a character. Yeah. So exactly. it, it's really a because a like a you know if a, you take like five words and string them together that are nonsense mm-hmm. uh, and humans are bad at generating entropy so just mm-hmm. coming up with a, a random nonsense string yep. of words is probably not that not as I just good as I you just think. put
1: my client in a rotating chair in the middle of the room and I like turn him twenty degrees and say what do you see and we write that word down I turn him another twenty degrees write that down. Turn them on, you know, so unless they're like, you know, in, in like a really boring place where they see the same thing in every direction. File cabinet, file, yeah, cabinet, f- file yeah. cabinet, file cabinet, file cabinet. You know what? I'm <laughs> going to plug that into how secure is my password and see, you know, because, uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, listeners, if you Google how secure is my password, it'll there's a website. Uh, uh, um, basically has a, a password uh, security checker. Yeah. And, and it'll um, tell you how many years or seconds. Uh, it'll take for uh, artificial intelligence to crack your password, and it's really pretty interesting. Um, so, Rover one two three um, will crack in um, like fifteen milliseconds, I think, something like that. So,
0: yeah, depending yeah. on the hash and everything. Uh, Bitwarden does have a a, a thing to do ch- uh, password strength checking as well. Uh-huh. Uh, they added that. Uh, I think it's in their blog. They added that f- yep. somewhat recently. Got it.
1: Well, we, so. have, we have just a couple more minutes, and um, if we don't have any other callers, nine six three two nine seven six 2976 area code 970, of course. Um, but if we don't have any other callers, I'm going to chip in that I, I think that my, my number one choice for biggest security threat has is, is got to be um, these scam calls, um, you know, whether it's a uh, random cold call. Um, or a um, um, drive-by malware on your computer that locks your screen up. FBI logo says, oh, my God, you're in trouble. Call this number. The FBI will help you. (laughs) And then some guy from India picks up the phone. It's like, wait, are you from the FBI? (laughs) Anyway. um, But, yeah, the scam calls are definitely a a huge risk. I completely
0: agree. Yeah.
1: So the the general rule of thumb that I use, I, I basically tell people just flat out, it's like no well-meaning individual get this get this listeners, no well-meaning individual will call you to let you know that something's wrong with your computer. I I, I didn't stutter. There's there's there are no <laughs> there's no there are no variations on that, right? I mean, can you think of any time when somebody like who's not, i I'm
0: sitting here thinking I've done that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, the only time that the only time that it used to happen and was halfway legitimate was if you got a, an email um, virus and your computer was like trying to spam the entire world. And the traffic was just insane. And your internet provider called you up and said, you, then you get your computer cleaner. We're going to shut off your circuit. Mm-hmm. until you do yeah that's the only time you know that's the only one i can think of that's legit so anyway uh remember that when you turn 65 or approaching 65 years of age your ability to focus out the we'll just call it bs um that people are trying to push off on you uh your ability to do that goes down
0: so don't be fooled anyway That's awesome.
1: my part for the day
0: yes All right, you've been listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. I'm your host, Matt McPrayer, from Roaring Fork Help Desk, in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. Hey, thanks a lot, man. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back on April 3rd. In the meantime,
1: do not touch your knob. (laughs)